Hallie. Hey, Julie. Welcome to the Rise for Educators podcast, the podcast where we share research-based tools that relate to empowerment, self-care, and all things education. Each week, we discuss the Rise system, a model we've created to make it easy to identify which self-care tools are best for you. We also talk about the ladder, a tool that connects the dots between your mind and your body. I'm Julie. And I'm Holly. We are instructional coaches and sister-in-laws who decided to take our conversations about these ideas out of the corner of our family gatherings and put them into a podcast. Welcome to episode 35. Our topics for today are the science and emotions of a sigh, channeling your inner sigh, and a tool to let go and feel the love. How are you doing, Hal? I'm good. How about I'm you, Julie? pretty good. I um, am actually totally inspired this week by Wim Hof. <laughs> Do you know who that is? <laughs> <laughs> he is also referred to as the Iceman. Cold showers have become a popular topic here on the podcast, so I decided to do a little bit of a deep dive, and I found that he has a website, and he has an app. Yes. So, oh. if you are interested in Wim Hof and challenging yourself, um, he it's very cool. On his website, he has free videos, free mini course videos. They're like five minutes each. Um, one is on um, cold. One is on breathing. And one is on your mind. So I watched those. And he also has an app. And there are free um, elements on the app. One of the uh, parts of the app that's free. It's like a 30-day cold shower challenge. And even though I'm a little bit experienced in the cold showers, I decided to try it. So I did it today. And um, it's super interesting. You categorize yourself as a beginner. Uh, you're either beginner, intermediate, or advanced. Mm. And I think I, I put myself as an intermediate. <laughs> I know, right? Intermediate. And <laughs> Although I think you are kind of nearing the advanced stage because you've done well, this. When I did, did start you start? a couple months ago, but I almost went to beginner because it's, it's based on how long you can stay in the cold. So I think as a beginner, if you do the 30 day uh -oh. challenge, you have like 30, it starts out with 15, maybe 15 seconds in the cold. And then each week you progressively stay in the cold longer and it's a, there's a built in timer. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's actually oh, kind of cool. Interesting. So I tried that today. That was cool. What I learned from um, the vi mini video course is first of all, he's hilarious. He's a ton of fun. He's just like, <laughs> he's like this, the ice what man, do they call right? him? Uh, yeah. The ice man. And he's this Dutch man. So he has this yes. accent going on. Um, he is, he's got like, he has an interesting personality. Like he's very effusive yeah, and he kind of has this like very low voice. And, but what's cool is the cold shower. <laughs> he goes out in his backyard on the mini. I mean, maybe I'm ruining it, but um, cliff notes. Um, he goes into his yard. It's, I think he said he lives in Spain, but maybe I misheard that. Goes outside. He has an outdoor shower. Oh. He's very into nature. He's done, you know, climbed Mount Everest um, mm. in shorts and like done all this crazy stuff. Um, but he, for the shower, one thing I learned is he does start out with warm water. So I, Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Because well, everyone asks me, do you have to have a whole culture? I'm like, well, I'm actually not an expert at all, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I did learn. He said, start out in the warm and he actually is in the shower himself in the video and he's hilarious. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, he has shorts, <laughs> but he's outside in his yard in this outdoor shower. 
and he he's and he's like okay you start with the warm water and it's all about your vascular system and this opens up you know your system your blood vessels whatever and then you slowly then you turn it then you put the ice cold water on but he said it's what what was interesting it's not about being tough and like getting in there and you know just kind of sucking it up it's not about it's the opposite of that it is starting slow and uh, assimilating to the cold through breathing breathing is a huge part of it more than I, I was doing that mm-hmm. myself, but, um, he really, that's a bigger part than I realized. So you take these very deep, slow breaths and you start by just putting your extremities, your hands and feet into the water and just go slow and breathe and then slowly acclimate to the cold. And then, you know, he stays in it for a couple minutes and then he's like, and then he starts dancing and just acting crazy. And it's hilarious because <laughs> moving and dancing really can help you kind of like, um, to get through it. And it's all about like finding comfort in the discomfort and challenging yourself, but you really, it does, it can give you a lot of energy and the breathing part is an integral part to it that I didn't realize, but that I have been doing, but he is just fun loving. And this is really like what I think this episode is kind of about is just like letting yourself go a little bit and really realizing Uh that uh, another part to it is that you can change you can change, you can change your brain, you can change your body, you can change the way that you respond to people in your life. You can change the way that you respond to life in general. And I just think that's so inspiring and empowering. So that is um, my check-in for the week is that was really cool. So I'm, and on his website, he has a bunch of different um, things that I'm kind of still exploring. But I think that what I really felt from him was just it wasn't like you have to do this or you have to tough it up. It was just like be open, let go. Um, this is good for your body. Um, you can challenge your body. You can challenge yourself. And what was so funny is on the app, I wanted to, I did it while I was in the shower. So I put the timer on and I'm in the shower. So I was kind of like, wait, I was having a hard time like seeing the timer. So before we recorded, I wanted to, to try it again so that I knew it, how to explain it. And I pushed to try it again. And the funniest little message comes up. It's like, nice try. Um, <laughs> something like this. It's like, nice, t- nice try. But like, you already did it for today. Come back tomorrow. Love, peace, and strength. And I, oh, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. So there are, yeah, there are mm-hmm. some limits in there. And I wonder, why do you think that's well, Yeah, there? because you can't just, like, you, you actually have to, like, you have to have some mind control, too, where I'm, like, so impatient. Mm. I'm like, wait, I want to see how this works again. Um, but it's like, no. So it's like love, <laughs> peace and strength. And, and in his mini video series, that third video is your mind and how it all works together. So very, I just find him like, just, I just love new stuff like that. And I find it very inspiring. And I really, what I most find inspiring is just the, the knowledge that we can change our bodies and our minds that we can change our attitude and we can ultimately change our life. And a lot of this is just by letting go and being open Yes. Like mm-hmm. the acceptance piece, yeah. I think. Yeah. And you know, the more we do these episodes, it's like you start seeing these trends and um, one big trend is, you know, your body operates better, more in flow. You're at more type of letter when you are open, you know, yeah. when you are not constricted, whether it's emotionally or physically. Um, so if you can finding ways to let go, I think is key to be able, being able to regulate yourself and bring yourself up the ladder. What's so interesting about the Wim Hof stuff though, is like 
you know, you think about when the cold water is mm-hmm. on you, it's, it just makes you kind of constrict, which is the opposite to being open. But I think what's interesting that we've kind of found out, really, I found out through listening to you because I can't, I cannot muster the cold shower. Uh, and, you know, and it's I also it's not for everyone. I don't think ever any, I don't think this is for everyone, but I do think it's a powerful tool for a lot of people. Well, yeah. And I think that's what the rise step is about. It's like, what works for you? Although I laugh because you talk about this all the time and I know how, how effective it's been for you. Right. And I've also, our listeners talk to us, all our message us or, you know, people we know in our our real life. Yeah. (laughs) Um, always bring this up. I mean, I can't tell you how many uh, texts I forward to Julie and say like, look, you, you know, you're inspiring people I know. with your cold showers again. You know, first you know? I was like, I better, um, I need Julie to get some new material. And then I was like, well, maybe <laughs> instead of getting new material, I should go, go deeper and really learn some more details about this cold. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. And we've never done like a full blown episode about it. So, I mean, maybe that's like part of it we can think about, but um, yeah, it's been, it's far, by far been the thing that's had the most staying power with people. So um, I do, I, I love hearing about that. And I've been kind of thinking about, you know, yeah, it does make you constrict, but part of it is, is like when you are under pressure, whether it's physical pressure, like the cold shower or emotional pressure, because of what's going on in the world or your life being able to get to that place of acceptance and be able to open yourself up both emotionally and physically. Like, I think that's what resilience really is. Yeah. And that's how it feels when you're in the shower and you're controlling your breathing with the ice cold water. It's just a sense of like control. Like I have control over myself. Um, And it really is almost like a very peaceful, invigorating experience when you let go into it rather than constrict and protect. Okay. So my check-in, uh, I am becoming little by little bit more, uh, addicted oh. to TikTok, which I'm sure is not <laughs> in the long run. <laughs> um, I'm laughing like at my mindset as I'm going through it because you know, they, it, they have a stream that's like a for you stream. So like you put your preferences in at the beginning. And so I think, I don't, what do I have like DIY okay. and dance and I don't know, you know, things, what I I think I picked like three different things. I can't remember what the other one was. So, and then the stream comes up. Well, and it, it's interesting because I, it must, they must have some analytics. The more you, you know, the further you go into a video, it must say like, oh, you know, more of this kind of video. Um, so each of my TikTok sessions is different depending on what I go in. So like one, I went in, I must've been like more looking at teacher things because I was getting a bunch of teacher things, but there was this, um, video by this uh, the username was busy wow um but it was of a professor and all of his college students uh came on to their their meet or their zoom or whatever and they all had their um cameras off and the girl that busy wop or whoever the girls that's narrating is saying like this is what we did for our professor we always have our cameras on when we you know go on to our class but we all had it off so you know he must have known something was up and he you know at first he's like I, I don't know if this is, you know, if, if maybe it's a glitch or whatever, you know, like, but I can't see anybody. And um, then they all turn their cameras on at once and they all have these little notes for him or, you know, these signs that are notes. Some just say like, oh, thank you, you know, some go a little bit more in depth, but just, you know, seeing his reaction and it's just like such a nice feel good moment because I know teachers right now are really 
you know, especially the older kids, um, having their cameras off, that's been a real struggle for teachers. And I just thought like, Oh, what a nice. Oh, that's so cool. No, those Um, are college kids. You said, right. They are. But I thought like, you know, as room parents, like, you know, you're looking for like, you know, what kind of gifts can you give teachers? But that is such like such a heartwarming, you know, in this, in this time where we're kind of separate, um, it's kind of like the gift of the experience. Um, yeah, I just thought that was really cute. On another time, I must have been looking at like, I don't know, I don't know if it was baking or some like life hacks or something because they had somebody uh, cutting a cake with wine, a wine glass. Hmm. So like everybody used, <laughs> she had these wine glasses and everybody was using them instead of like actually cutting the cake and serving it, which to me, honestly, is always a process. <laughs> um, I'm a terrible cake cutter. That's hilarious. So that's. That is probably why this appealed to me because I was like, "Oh, that seems amazing! You just dip your wine glass in and scoop it out, and everybody's and got, people like, are their, eating the cake out cake. of the wine glass." Yeah, oh, that's clever. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's awesome. That's so clever. I that was I'm not fun. on TikTok, but I know well, that really... there's just a lot of cleverness and creativity. So, but I'm not on it, but I see it through via yeah. other people. I like yeah, that. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah hmm. same thing. And every time I'm like, "Oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's it," and so whatever. But um, and then the last thing that I saw was a girl asking just random people a question. It was like, what's one reason you are happy today? So Julie, I'm going to ask you that. What's one reason you're happy today? Oh my gosh. Because I um, started using the Wim Hof um, app and did the cold shower and I was so excited. And I think I did like a minute and a half. And that just made me so happy that we have all these amazing tools that I feel like I can't get enough of all the tools that are available to us. Yeah. I love that. What makes you happy, Hal? (laughs) Okay, this is a kind of like a weird one, but um, I have been deep cleaning my house, um, and I am toothpick cleaning my house, which is not something I saw on TikTok. But toothpick, toothpick, (laughs) toothpick cleaning. I I cannot tell you how effective a toothpick is in cleaning my house. Like I have not heard of this. Tell me more. Well, I'm just getting in every crack and crevice. Are you actually using a toothpick? Are you using this metaphorically? No, a real like toothpicks. I mean, they keep breaking. So I keep having to use more, but I like, I am trying to the, like the literal meaning of deep cleaning, like around my countertops in all the, like any cracking crevice and you know, it becomes like a little bit of an obsession, but I, I will tell you, it is actually providing me great joy, you know? So like little by little, my house is getting like super deep. I mean, hello, Marie Kondo. I know. I mean, no. you know why Marie yeah. Kondo's my house? I think it's been two years, maybe three, and it needs to be re- re- condoed, which I think goes exactly against the point of it. Right. But nonetheless, <laughs> no, yeah. that's super. Yeah, good. I liked when you Marie condoed because I came to your house. I remember, and you were like, "Oh, so Holly, I have all of these things for you." <laughs> Dumping my shit off. And at that time, people. I was not Marie Kondoing, so I was like, "Oh, this is amazing." I love, I love Marie Kondo, and I love her method. Um, I haven't mastered it, but I like it, and I do think cleaning and decluttering, feeling good about your space, is extremely joyful. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So. Uh, so what are we talking about? Okay. Today, so Julie? today we are talking about an R tool to reset your body and move you up your polyvagal ladder. We are talking about the common sigh, the deep audible breaths that we often take unconsciously when we are frustrated, relieved, or when we're seeking relief. Sighs are something that every mammal does, but isn't always aware of. Sighs are our body's way of communicating, relieving stress, and even re-energizing. 
We can learn to use our size as a tool to release everyday stress and to give our body and mind a reset. <sighs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, although we're not aware of our size, we actually sigh 12 times an hour. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Like, yeah, I, you know, I mean, because it is so subconscious, I, I would never have guessed it was 12 times an hour. Although I am a sire. I'm a sire too. And now that I read, when I learned this, I'm like, you, I, now I'm more aware of my size. Yeah. Yeah. And I think these sighs range from like the, a silent deep breath to this loud, like exact, you know, like sometimes my sighs are pretty darn mm-hmm. loud, but I think, you know, you also have like the sneaky size probably mm-hmm. in yep. there. Um, sighing involves a kind of like double inhale that brings in twice the breath and uh, as a normal breath and fully expands our lungs. In fact, <laughs> I was looking at an article that said, um, like bo- the body based reason that we do this on a physical level is that you have these little aviolis mm-hmm. at, it sounds like raviolis. I'm not yeah. sure if I'm saying that right, but, um, those, they're like almost little air sacs in your yeah. lungs, like at, at the end of the branches and they collapse and the sigh helps like pop them mm-hmm. back open. Um, so if you go too long without a sigh, it can actually cause your lungs to fail. Um, and in fact, ventilators include mechanical sighs every few minutes to ensure that your lungs are optimally functioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really just a form of built-in stress relief yeah. for our body. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was actually a study that was done where they, they were just like, this is a terrible study, but <laughs> where they injected rodents brain stems with stress inducing peptides i know poor rodents <laughs> like, that's so awful i know um but anyway uh <laughs> so so then the the rodents went from sighing 25 times an hour which is interesting animals seem to even sigh more than us um but when they had the stress hormone in them they sighed up to 500 times an hour and that's mm-hmm. just your body's way of normally or their body's way of normally regulating their stress. Mm-hmm. Um, and it shows kind of how their brain adapted to this yeah. in their body. Yeah. So uh, we know that humans also sigh more when they're more stressed. And it might be our way of our brains providing us a little bit more stress relief to reset mm-hmm. and triggering us to sigh more when we feel stressed. Yeah. And so there's also emotions to our size. Sighing, much like crying or laughing, is also a form of communication and can convey a range of emotions. We can sigh to express positive emotions, such as satisfaction and contentment, (sighs) like that. And we can sigh to express negative emotions, such as exasperation and annoyance. I'm really good at that one. I like that one. I do that all the time. (laughs) What is interesting is that sighing has been shown to mean the same thing, regardless of language or culture. Sighing takes less energy than conjuring up words. And this can be good. And this can be not so good. So how are you using, using your size? Much like raised eyebrows and glares. There are times when words do a better job of communicating our emotions. So the bottom line is monitor your size. Yeah. <laughs> I sigh all the time. And I think I, I mean, I didn't know I sighed 12 times an hour, but now that I'm paying attention to it, I do like take these deep breaths a lot. And I do a lot of like, um, when I'm eating something that, I, cause I love food so much. <laughs> Shocker. Me too. Yeah. I mean, I like really love food. I love good food. And when I'm eating, I'll be like, mm, this is so good. And my family gets so bothered by it. 
I do that same thing, Julie. They're like, mom, I'm like, I'm sorry. This is so good. I'm just enjoying it so much. And I do a lot of just like walking around the house. Like when I just want, I don't know. I just kind of will like, <sighs> and people are like, are you okay? I'm fine. I'm just relieving my stress. So yeah, I think size are, yeah. You know, once you start being aware of it, I think you'll notice that you do it more than you realize. Yeah. Well, and I'm a huge, I'm, I'm, I make a lot of noises. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a noisy person. And my family, that it always makes me laugh because so many of the times when you say things, I'm like, oh my gosh, the boys do have a type because I'm just like that too. <laughs> and my girls do get annoyed with me. They're like, stop. And sometimes they'll be like, stop moaning. I'm like, I don't think I'm moaning. Maybe I am. I, know. I don't know. But like, yeah, these little, and same thing, you know, I'll be walking around and I'll, I'll sign somebody to be like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. but now I'm going to be like yeah, yeah I'm great I just caught my avio right, right. I'm just <laughs> I'm all set I'm just boosting my oxygen yeah um so in addition to your regular size schedule you can proactively sigh if you know that you're in you're in stress this is a great tool that you can use to give yourself a, your body and your mind a reset so you can take a deep breath and let out an audible sigh and see how you feel um, and I do think our culture kind of shames body noises mm-hmm. in general. I was just thinking that when you were saying that it's like not proper, not okay to make noise. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is that our bodies, like that's a stress relief. That's a body regulation thing. Mm-hmm. And some people use it more than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but producing an audible side can be liberating. It can give you like this feeling of letting go, mm-hmm. uh, being a little bit more stress-free. And uh, there was actually a study in physiology and behavior, and they found that body tension decreased following a spontaneous sigh. So this is like not rodents, but real people, and especially in highly anxious and sensitive people. Mm-hmm. Um, so these results show that deep breath relieves and in anxiety sensitive people, um, it reduces your overall body tension. Uh, so I can think, I think that just supports the hypothesis that size are both mind and body resetters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So notice your size and the size of others. Um, if someone you work with or live with is an excessive sire, maybe they're, you know, just (laughs) filling their, their, their lungs. Maybe it's, it's like physically they're noticing that they need to refill their lungs and, you know, sub subconsciously they're noticing. Right. Um, but it also could mean that they're stressed out. Mm -hmm. So remember when somebody's stressed, they're probably functioning lower on the ladder in yellow, in fight or flight, or maybe even red. Um, and their nervous system isn't in as great of a place. So thinking about sending them safety cues, approaching them softly and kindly, mm-hmm. um, that stressed out person, which may be you and the same would apply, go easy on them or go easy on yourself. Try getting outside, taking some deep breaths, invite them out. Um, but this extra oxygen really might make the difference. Right. And they might be communicating too, as you were saying that I'm thinking, you know, how many times have you heard somebody in your family or at work and they just kind of sigh, they kind of are like, <sighs> and like, maybe they're communicating yeah. like, I need help or I need to, I'd like to talk about something or like, cause when you're making that noise, you, you are aware of it depending on your surroundings. Yeah. I mean, if you're at work and you're, and you hear someone making that noise, it could be their way of like they kind of maybe need people to know that they're not feeling great. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think size sometimes are like silence fillers? 
I'm thinking sometimes people at the end of the laugh trail off. It's like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, know? and they're like, <sighs> or almost like, okay. Like you take it like a natural break in conversation sometimes becomes a sigh. Yeah, or like a, a maybe a signal to, okay, maybe time to transition to the next thing. Yeah. Or, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. Like an intentional yeah. pause, an intentional pivot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that brings us to our tool for the week is a sigh tool. The tool um, this week is a sign tool to let go and feel the love. And this is how it goes. So I'm sighing to get started. Um, First, find a place where you can feel safe to make noise. Maybe go outside or for a walk or maybe lie down. Next, start by taking a full deep breath in through your nose then through an open mouth to fully fill your lungs and then hold this breath in for a moment and then release your breath and let it go. As you let your breath go, let your body make whatever sound it needs to. As you do this, imagine yourself surrounded by a cloud of love. Yeah. And I think that that's really key is like pairing the safety whether it's like a safe environment around safe people mm-hmm. with the, the side. Right. And I think that's like a, an important part. Also, I was thinking is, you know, when you do yoga and they tell you to do lion's breath, yeah. mm-hmm. I think before I ever did yoga, and this goes to like the shaming body sounds, um, you realize you're kind of repressed mm-hmm. a little totally. bit. And then when you do that lion's breath, this is more like a, <sighs> right yeah it feels good I've done that in class and I was it like does. so embarrassed I was like I don't know if I can I do know. this I feel strange but, but yeah but yeah and I had even done it at home when I I think I did yoga for the first time and they you know somebody had talked about doing lion's breath and even then there was like a little hesitation which I think speaks to sort of the sound shaming mm-hmm. in our society um because nobody else is around you know uh and now I agree with you it really does feel good it does so I think which is why it's important to be in a place where you are where you feel safe maybe you're alone in your bedroom laying down or maybe you're out in a forest preserve walking you know someplace you truly feel safe to like really genuinely from your soul like let go Um, is there that's the true yeah really release um because it feels good and it's such a great reset. Yeah, I agree. All right. So the challenge for this week is try an audible sigh to tune in your body. I mean, even if it's just one, go somewhere that's safe mm-hmm. and really let go, really release and see if you feel any different. Um, it's really intended to give yourself both an emotional and a physical reset. And as always, we believe all tools are most powerful when personalized. So make it your own. So this week is about using our breath and sound to reset our bodies and to feel good. Let us know how this worked for you. You can contact us via email at riseforeducators at gmail. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at riseforeducators. We look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for tuning in and join us next Monday for our next episode of Rise for Educators. Bye, Julie.